I know what it is. Welcome to Red Truth and White Lies. I'm your co-host, Coach Reason, with my Kings Andrew, my man, Farmer Nick, and of course, we got all the way from Ohio, good friend of mine, I'm going to say it right now, my man, Gerald, he's going to be joining us. Gonna be joining us today, Jerry. I want you to go ahead and introduce yourself already to the people that see you networking. Yeah, so my name is Gerald Moore Jr. I'm the founder of Athletes and Cannabis, also the president of a nonprofit, Green Environmental Outreach, also known as GEO, uh, based in Ohio. Uh, former Division One All American, mm. uh, former NFL free agent. Uh, mm. Tried out with the Oakland Raiders. Uh, so I've had a lot of different experiences, uh, decided to retire from trying out for the NFL in 2013 and went into corporate America where I did sales, operations, uh, marketing, advertising, things of that nature. And then uh, cannabis legalization really started pushing uh, here in Ohio uh, about three, four years ago. So I got my cannabis patients license uh, and then that's really I really started advocating, you know, for cannabis legalization uh and things of that nature um so yeah 32 years old uh originally from the east coast born in upstate new york rochester new york Buffalo. Mm, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> upstate new upstate york shout out upstate uh, up there. That's what we, said. we got we got a surprise we got upstate the you know we got, we got it we got to show them. love <laughs> <laughs> yeah just two of them you know <laughs> yeah fucking right Every time I hear that, I'm just like, yes. Looking <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So I love absolutely everything that you're about. Yeah. Like it's sure. and, you know Treasy like, before way back when it was uh, Mohawk Bud time. We had that and we went, we were talking about um, you know, C B D THC and different things like that, recovery with cannabis, um, you know, how how athletes are using it and different things like that now, as opposed to what right. people thought people were using it before before. You know, so can you just kind of give us a rundown on, you know, why you decided to start this? Why, why does it mean like, you know, what's, what's the drive behind it? Well, you know, for me personally, it's, it's personal. You know what I mean? I grew up in a community where cannabis and weed was all around all the time. Uh, But as a kid, you don't really know. Nobody's really telling you what's going on, why we using it what it's there for. Uh, And then sports really became a huge part of my life, you know, middle school, high school. I grew up in like Maryland, DC area. So nation's capital, Uh, went to private school, you know what I mean? So I was in private school where, you know, you had to always be on the up and up and being an athlete, you know, we were drug tested, Uh, you know, being the one black kid, you know, few black kids at school, parents always like, you can't make mistakes that other kids can make. Um, But I always saw my friends smoking weed. You know, I had rich white friends and well-off friends that were smoking weed. Uh, And so when I started in high school, probably like junior, senior year, I started to smoke and consume. And I was like, wow, this makes me feel amazing, right? Don't make me feel all the things that people were saying. Uh, And I had been drinking too. Uh, But then obviously you get to college and I'm like, wow, damn, half the college team smoking weed. You know what I mean? Uh, and you know, all the things they say, you smoke weed, you're going to be lazy, stupid, all these different things. And I was like, well, these are exceptional athletes. Plus half the other students are smoking weed. Uh, but as football players, we were getting drug tested. You know, you got drug tested by the NCAA multiple times, you get drug tested by the school. Uh, and so you got to play it real close to the vest and nobody's really, you know, saying they're not out saying like I smoke weed, but if you get drug tested, the coach is going to be like, oh, you're a weed head, you're a pothead. Uh, you lose a whole season and things like that. So 
Yeah, I was in the closet, you know, smoking, and I was a clean cut kid, you know what I mean, private school. So I didn't want nobody to know that I was consuming weed. Uh, so it wasn't until, you know, I was trying off for the NFL, and, you know, I was already dealing with injuries. Uh, you know, I had to deal with a couple sprains, a couple breaks. Uh, and so weed was the only thing that was really making me feel well. But I also studied healthcare, right? My degree is in healthcare administration. So I was studying healthcare. So I was like, our doctors, our team doctors will give us all these drugs, all these pills, all these shots. But if I smoke some weed and I fail a drug test, I'm going to be considered, you know, a drug addict. And I was just like, it just didn't make any sense to me. You know, the whole time we in the locker room selling pills and, you know, X, Y, Z. I've lost a couple of teammates actually to pills, um, opioids. Uh, and so once legalization started happening more and more and more, and I was like, well, I got to start talking because that's the only thing I really know. I don't really know the back end of cannabis. Like, I don't know the science behind it. Like, I would never even buy weed. I used to always make my teammates or friends go buy the weed, go roll it up. I just smoke it. You know what I mean? And so once I got once I realized, like, my voice is powerful, our voices is powerful, our stories are powerful. Uh, that's when I really started to uh, speak. And then I started Athletes and Cannabis uh, because I'm a tech person. So I went on Google. I was like, oh, athletesandcannabis.com. It was open. I bought the domain. Um, and so it was at that point where I was like, our athletes are some of our biggest influencers, uh, but they're muzzled. You can't talk. You know, like people be like, oh, you, you got all this money. Those niggas is slaves because you can't really speak. You know what I mean? There's only so much you can say because if you come out and say, I'm smoking weed, they're going to take away your endorsements. They're going to take away your contract. Uh, so that's why we don't hear a lot of athletes speak. So I decided to create Athletes and Cannabis as a platform uh, to really allow people to, you know, speak up and share their stories. Uh, and athletes can be, you know, you don't have to be a pro athlete. You don't have to be, you know, somebody that's playing in the NFL, NBA. You know, I believe everybody should have some athlete in them. So it's a, really a platform for everybody. Um, but yeah, that was really the, the starting point. Uh, and then we're, we're, we're medical here in Ohio. So we're not even adult use. Uh, so you got to have a medical card. Uh, so there's a lot of hoops and hurdles, especially when you talk about social justice. Uh, and so that was really the, really the, the impetus of getting it started. Uh, and I mean, I like to smoke weed. And so it just gave me another way to tap back into, you know, sports because uh, I had kind of been out of it. You know, I was boycotting the NFL for a while after the whole Colin Kaepernick thing. Um, you know, I see things as a businessman. And so if there's no, you know, no ownership that looks like me, why should I support it? You know what I mean? So, um, you know, it's one of those things like you look at what's going on and we just got to use our voices to really uh, create some some vibrations out there. So that's what really led me on the path that I'm on. And, you know, I've been gaining more and more support. You know, I interview. Patrizzi was my first real interview uh, that I did. Uh, and, and that just let me know, you know, that there was people out there that had a story that wanted to share their story. And we just kind of needed a platform to create it. Yeah, men's all over the place. This guy, he's interviewing everybody, Tree. But oh, yeah. yes, I, you know what? Like, it's nice to hear people actually speaking out, like athletes actually speaking about, you know, using cannabis and how it helps in like the, in the healing process and like how you can recovery <laughs> and, you know, different things like that. Because yeah. For sure. You know, and even when I played basketball back in the day, like I didn't know why. Like I was always fucking banged up and bruised up and get that big ass motherfucker, take him down. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, it's so, a contact sport. Exactly. So naturally, like you're gonna get these like bumps and bruises and fucking sprains and pulls and all of this. And then then I started smoking weed. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, 
And at the time, I'm just like, fuck, I feel great. <laughs> you know, right. really. And see, and see my, my, my situation was so different. <laughs> like, I didn't smoke till I was probably playing arena football because I was so scared of the testing. However, he'll tell you um, on my interview, I mentioned I fractured my ankle. We had, we had to have uh, two surgeries where I had pins in it and plates in it. And during that 2005 time between mm -hmm. September and what, November, December, yeah, I was pretty much hooked on Oxycontin. I was pretty much popping them just to go to sleep, popping them just to, you know what I mean? I popped too much and I'm like, oh, this feels kind of weird. So I stopped because I didn't like how it would make me itch or shit like that. Yeah. But these are the, and, I, and then I looked at cannabis as like, that's that weird stuff. That's that crazy shit that makes you jump off bridges. And right. man, and, and yeah, and then of course, uh, my dad's a coach. So it's like, I definitely don't want to be like on top of your son smoking and failing a drug test. You know what I mean? Right. So I, I didn't even come close <laughs> until I literally was playing arena and we were bored. And then I got into that consciousness a little later after I was just playing recreational, like flag. But then I, even when I was playing like in the flag football league in Montreal, I immediately noticed, I'm like, yeah, this is what we needed. Like I remember I was just smoking Charlotte's Web before the game. For each game I would smoke, about an hour I'd smoke Charlotte's Web. A good CBD intake that would level me out. No pain that I ever had. And then afterward, I would smoke it again to the recovery. And there's and people tell you they they all taught us that this would affect your mental, this would affect how you are. G will tell you straight up, man. We should we should have been able you should be able to steam a vape pen while you're studying this okay. 300, 300 page fucking playbook that we have For to sure. learn. That we yeah. have to learn before and it's Thursday and we have a game Sunday. And you better learn it before you can cut you cut Monday. Yeah. When I was a strong competitor, I was one of the only guys that heavily smoked pot and they're like oh it's gonna fucking affect your cardio it's gonna make you tired and stuff but they couldn't figure out how i recovered so fast after a competition mm -hmm. or how i recovered right. so fast after intense workouts and they're like oh mm -hmm. you gotta be taking steroids you gotta be taking this you gotta be taking that <coughs> fucking handed a guy a joint one day and i said smoke this after your workout yep. the guy's been a strong man for i don't know 18 or 20 years he went and did a leg day and did a core day went home smoked the joint he said, I passed out. I woke up with absolutely no muscle soreness, completely relaxed, and I felt great. I was ready to go to the gym, but I knew I couldn't because I had an intense workout. I could feel it when I flexed my muscles hard. Mm -hmm. So I knew that, you know, there's something going on. It's not a performance-enhancing drug. It's a healing no. medicine. Yeah. You know. <laughs> and, the and the blatant racism, what is it? If you look at the, the Winter Olympics. I would smoke before and after a workout. Fuck, I'd smoke. If, yeah, right. If, <laughs> right. If you look oh, at the Winter Olympics. If you look at the <laughs> if you look at the olympics we had an athlete who was who was black she smoked weed after her mom died mm -hmm. and she was she remember you know gino that she failed her test and was not allowed Sha to shakari richardson shakari yeah. richardson mm -hmm. then we fast forward to now to the winter olympics and a russian athlete who was who was willing now it's coming out that she knowing took something who was that is literally performance enhancing it right your made your heart beat, you know, and pump blood even more so that you can spike muscle fibers or get it. This is literally a sports enhancement. And because she appealed in the timing. And she was like 15 or something like yeah, that. She was 15 years old, she was able to compete and, he, and was, was mad because she placed fourth. She shouldn't even been out there. Right. If you want to, if you want to yeah. cover, of course, the board. One, one, one was not performance enhancing at all. One was, one girl was white and performed for Russia. One girl was black and couldn't perform for the USA. Do the math on that one. 
Yeah. I mean, the system is always going to have us, you know, uh, pegged as, you know, last because that's how it's been designed. And that's why I chose sports. You know what I mean? Because if we sports is the driver for a lot of stuff and we don't like to acknowledge it. Uh, but if we stop playing basketball and football right now, what would happen in America? Shit would fuck up. You know what I mean? Like it, it wouldn't you wouldn't have nothing to keep people's attention from all the other, you know, weird shit that's going on. And so. Um, you know, that's why somebody like me, it's like, it's been hard to obviously go against sports being that I grew up playing sports and that's everything, but we have to completely like re-engineer our ways of thinking, you know what I mean? And realizing that these are corporations, like the NFL has 32 multi-billion dollar corporations and they, as a collective, only put up $1 million to study cannabis. What is that telling you? When you yep. know you've suspended multiple athletes, you've drug tested multiple athletes, the athletes have told you this makes me feel better, current and former athletes. And so you're only going to put a million dollars towards it. But we still going to keep showing up every Sunday. Watching. <laughs> they still showing up to the stadiums watching. They still playing. Every NFL athlete not going to be Tom Brady. You know what I mean? Or OBJ. So you're not going to have the endorsement deal. So most of you niggas going to have to go get another job after your three and a half, four years in the league anyway. So... <laughs> You know, we're playing a backwards ass game where we don't own none of the teams, but we can't smoke weed in peace and be comfortable doing it without having to look over our shoulders and saying, damn, they're going to drug test me. Or, you know, our culture and our family members, because you got to think church. A lot of us grew up in the church, but they're like, oh, the devil's lettuce, that weed bad for you. But every all of our grandmas drinking Coca-Cola, right, with 32 percent added sugar. You know, all the food we eat in is fake flour and salt right. and you know, but we when we talk about the facts, cannabis ain't hurting nobody, you know, but black people in the form of it's just all stories, it's all lies. You know what I mean? You're not angry on weed. You know, you drink, you drink I was just I was just saying that I was just gonna say that like literally I already said it before that there were so many athletes that couldn't smoke so <laughs> so so they would drink more. They gotta do something. Yeah, you gotta do That's something. Like, so, so drinking, so like, drinking alcohol, drinking alcohol more leads to what? More DUIs, more the bad violence, fights, yeah. violence, fight. I mean, domestic I, I violence. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was there. I was right there in the middle of it, and it was, and it happened almost all the time that people didn't see. Like, luckily there was no yeah. camera sometimes because there was some wild shit that happened. <laughs> So, and then you look at it, and we always said that they were allowed to smoke cannabis. 95% of us wouldn't even go out. We wouldn't even be out. Yeah. Like, it's, Friday, it, it's Friday you know, night. We have a game Sunday. Cannabis is dangerous. Well, they're fucking holding some hard liquor and fucking driving around absolutely. on all these prescription pills and shit like that. Yeah, like, yeah, cannabis is bad for you. Oh, wait. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's all yeah. marketing, though. You know, that's the thing about yeah. being a business, uh, studying business and advertising and marketing. You know, it's all marketed, you know, whoever has the biggest budget. So I actually live two, three miles away from <laughs> Budweiser, uh, Anheuser-Busch manufacturer. So in Ohio, you can't market or solicit cannabis products at all. You know what I mean? So people don't even know that there's dispensaries around. They don't even know there's cannabis doctors around. you got the suburbs. There's a moratorium against cannabis in the majority of the suburbs here in Ohio. But Meanwhile, on the main fucking alcohol kills. <laughs> right. On the main highway through Ohio, which Ohio is the intersection <laughs> of the of the country. So all the major logistics comes through Ohio, north, south, east, west. So on the main highway, you got a big ass Anheuser Bush 
you know, a factory with Bud Light, Budweiser on the side of it, marketing and advertising while they're spitting out fumes. And we know that this alcohol is poisoning people. We know that people are, you know, I went to I went to the number one party school in the country when I was in college. You know what I mean? So there was no shortage of alcohol. There was no shortage of, you know, Xanax, purse, <laughs> ecstasy, cocaine, all of it. But as an athlete, you could do all of it except smoke weed, you know, because dudes was doing cocaine, dudes was doing all of it. But weed was seen as like the most dangerous. I was like, yo, I'm seeing niggas get thrown through windows on alcohol. You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah, you know, you, know, you get a drunk lineman, man. He about to punch somebody's face. I did, I did some, I did some of the craziest <laughs> stuff on alcohol. Yeah, in college, you know I, mean? I, uh, I must have yeah. fought. You get over some tequila. Yeah, it was if we wasn't going home or something, we was fighting. So ninety five percent of the time, we was fighting. <laughs> yeah, and you know everybody, everybody else, Red Bull too, and vodka, so. angry. You're right. angry, like they fighting frat the boys. Football yeah. Teams and shit. yeah, everybody got to test the football team when they drunk. Lord knows, Lord knows if if I had, if the cannabis was looked at how it was supposed to be, I wouldn't even been out there. I would have been just yeah. like I am now, who which is a real person, which doesn't right. really need to go out. Yeah, right. see if I had a, a game going on, I'd be like, nah, I gotta get some rest, bro. I'm chilling. Right. I'm or recovering from a game. Like, right. Yeah. We win, lose, or draw, uh, we going to get fucked up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. But yeah, it's, you know, it's like get high and chill out and watch a movie, and that's it, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's so much you know? easier. You, you know, yeah, you're going to eat. Right. You know, have good sex. You know, all the good shit. All that shit. You go stay in. I've been I've been in a club and this is when I really started loving cannabis because you know how we always do there's a transition where you start like you're drinking and smoking and then you start smoking more and drinking less. <laughs> so I was kind of like in that stage where I was smoking more and drinking less, but my boy goes up to go have a few. I remember this guy said some like real racist shit. It's like, what are you guys doing here? Like, I never still two black guys, what are you guys doing here? Like, you know what I mean? I just looked at him like, man, you're lucky I'm high as hell right now. I'll beat the shit out of you. And I just walked away. But he was, but he didn't understand. And then and then I then I literally, I literally, I literally checked that. I'm like, wow, this is this is good. Like this, this saved him and me, me from right. going to jail and him probably from damn near getting his jaw broken. So like literally, you know, when you fast forward to now, yeah, it's 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 a situation to me that it should have been looked at. It should have been legal, especially in the athletes, especially us. And look at it as the recovery. There's nothing better to recovery natural than a natural cannabis plant on the recovery stage, even on a topical. You could really gotta smoke it. You know, talk talk about the the, the fact that C B D topicals and C B D is not legal in as far as the NFL, the NFL to just not just drop it, don't test for it. That's it. If you want to do topicals, you want to heal yourself, fine. They would, I've already said this, they would see their investment grow because the athletes would then play longer and then stay. Right. They're, they're terrible yeah. business people. They're, it's a horrible business plan that they're doing to be promoting yeah. alcohol all the time when the whole culture, now you got, what do you got, 36 states that are now going to this situation? Now it's going to happen. Where it's 52 rounds. Yeah. So cut it out, you know. But I actually I, wanted to ask you also too, because you also have, the, the geo program i wanted to kind of get let yeah. people know about that situation because we also have our sovereignty food food bank program so kind of like it's almost parallel same thing so once you okay let the people... yeah so geo uh we started about uh right about the pandemic 
And so uh, it's really focused on sustainability uh, and renewable energy, uh, things in that sector. Um, you know, obviously America's fucked up. You know what I mean? Our grids are fucked up. You know, we got these outdated, you know, we got an outdated infrastructure. So uh, GEO is focused on one, we, we're taking vacant lots in urban and rural communities and turning them into community gardens. Uh, so we're creating or we're producing fresh food. Uh, right now we're in a, one of the poorest uh, cities in Ohio. Uh, our zip code is 45506 that we serve. Um, so the average poverty for uh, children six and under is like 36%. And it's mainly African-American <laughs> children. Uh, so we, we're in a food desert. We only have one grocery store um, for the whole community. I mean, the streets are bad. Uh, sidewalks are bad. Air pollution is bad. Uh, so part of our thing is we're turning this community garden into uh, a regenerative garden. So we're using it to help clean the area. Uh, we do community uh, cleanup initiatives around the block, uh, and then we're doing education. So education, empowerment, and uh, bringing resources that typically wouldn't be in the city or community and bringing it to the people. So uh, we know that a lot of the resources and things are out there, but a lot of times it's access to those resources. You know, if you don't have the internet, if you don't have the education, if you don't have a car, uh, if you don't have somebody with the education, higher levels of education, you're not going to know where to go. And so that's kind of what we are uh, facilitating our group as. Uh, but we're a global organization as well. So we have partners all over the country. Uh, we're doing different uh, initiatives all over the country. We have different for-profits involved. Uh, but, you know, being here in Ohio, man, Ohio is really kind of off the <laughs> grid. You know what I mean? But we actually just secured a $20 billion uh, manufacturing uh, facility oh. for semiconductors uh, with Intel. So you think about all of our computers and phones and these semiconductors, right? We have a semiconductor shortage right now with the whole cutoff from China and stuff like that. So, um, you know, that's going to need renewable energy. We have uh, data centers from Facebook and um, Google here, you know, so going to need renewable energy. So um, we're really tapped into that. Uh, and then educating our people in, you know, the, the new sectors. Uh, we're also implementing cannabis into that because it's green, obviously. So we believe in hemp. Uh, you know, a lot of the soil in Ohio is dirty. Uh, you got a lot of farms and, you know, um, cornfields and stuff like that. But they're using the corn for, you know, oils and stuff like that. Not necessarily food, maybe soybeans. Uh, so, you know, we're looking at initiatives to clean up the soil, clean up the air, pollution, uh, and, you know, so really just the education, though, you know, it's really you got to educate people before, you know, people really start to gravitate towards the mission. So that's really been our goal, um, partnering with different companies that have sustainability initiatives. So different corporations, nonprofits, um, spreading the word. So it's good work, man. It feels amazing. Um, you know, I come from a community like this. So it's not until you really get, you know, beneath the surface that you really see, like, how poverty really impacts people. Um, you know, on what level. And when you think about food, how food, if you're not eating the best food, that's going to impact your stomach and your brain and your mood uh, and everything else. You know what I mean? And so uh, that's really why we started there. And then obviously your environment also plays a major role. So uh, it's been cool. We're a 501c3 nonprofit. We just got our first grant, our first official grant to start off the year. Uh, so it's cool. And, you know, it's, it's really just grant work. Uh, you know, getting out there more and more and more. So that's what my role is as the president uh, is to really just start pushing the message 
you know, trying to get people to understand the importance of taking care of their communities, you know, because there's no reason I should be able to go live in the suburbs. It's clean, sidewalks, trees, you know, lakes, all types of stuff, birds flying. And then five minutes I'm in the hood and it's dirty, you know, cracked sidewalks, you know, dirty lots, vacant lots, dilapidated homes. Uh, and that's what you see here a lot. You know, you can be in a suburban community and five minutes later in another zip code and it's, you know, it's poor, it's poverty. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been a great mission. Uh, Geo nonprofit, we actually, website, website's under construction right now. Um, but I post a lot on uh, Instagram at Geo nonprofit. Uh, and so, yeah, we're always looking for donations. We're always looking for partnerships, collaborations, anybody in the green space. Uh, you know, we're, we're trying to educate the people on how to be more sustainable, how to recycle, how to upcycle, uh, you know, how to be more sustainable with your clothing and things of that nature. Um, you know, so it's, it's a big task for sure. But, you know, I think that the wave is definitely here um, and we got to take the bull by the horns and keep riding it, you know. Absolutely. I love that. You mentioned uh, the food deserts. <laughs> that's the same exact shit that's happening right here. We live in one of the most populated areas of fucking Canada where we mm. are. And right. we still have to drive at least, what, half an hour to get fresh food, get fresh produce. And the prices are just outrageous. Yeah. Like, wow. Yeah. Three hours away. Like, what was it? Three hours away. The prices are fucking lower than here. Yeah. Yep. Where, where that's I crazy. Down in Hamilton Way, the prices were... Uh, probably about a dollar to two dollars cheaper uh, mm -hmm. items you know produce obviously and um, you know any anything that came from an animal or wasn't mm -hmm. a living thing or was is produce was really a lot cheaper but one thing you mentioned that we talked about in a, a way past episode when we talked about farming regenerative stuff and about rebuilding the soil i talked about how gmo crops are like just literally demolishing the planet yeah. Uh, and destroying the the soil, the microbiome, <laughs> all that stuff, all the fungi. Right. You know, I, I say that you know this. I told people you know the exact same thing is happening in the United States, and I get told, no, it's not. It's not happening down there. It's different. The United States is different. They're bigger. They have less regulations. We ha now have those same regulations here for those chemicals that are being dumped, literally dumped, not sprayed or poured or whatever. They're dumped in the field sometimes to wash the soil out of a microbial. Right or a nematode issue, I've done it. I did it 15, 20 years ago when I was doing this kind of shitty farming. Like right. this thing happens right. in the States. So- Oh yeah. I mean, all the pesticides and shit. Oh, totally, yeah. You know, when I talked about that stuff in the show, I wanted to touch on this and be like, you know, for the listeners, go back and listen to that. I talk about rebuilding mycelium structures, rebuilding mm -hmm. other fungal networks, rebuilding the, uh, the bacterial biome that exists within the soil and on the plants. Right. Uh, in a natural way, when you're spraying all that crap on the plants, it doesn't exist. It kills it and it kills the food. It just, uh, it's terrible. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. now we get uh, gardens going uh, yes. here on the territory. We're going to have one starting up here soon, I hope, once the snow and shit goes away. Yeah. Um, we're going to be clearing out about an acre of land, putting up a greenhouse mm -hmm. so we can start growing all year round and start people how to grow their own food, make their own soil, yeah. all that, so that they can go wherever they live. You know yeah, what I mean, yeah, we well, definitely got to get back to that. Or you can live in an apartment, do whatever you can. You can, yeah. So that's food sovereignty. Exactly, we're looking at food sovereignty that way and trying to teach people how they can, like, you know, live that way. Now we're gonna move on to hunting, move on to fishing, move on to gathering, all those different things. And then I was looking at at hemp too. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, why don't we make different things by growing hemp? You know, like, right? 
No, the, the roots of hemp go down over 12 feet and they go right. I mean, they say hemp is one of the best cleaners, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, you know, of soil, they're putting hemp in waterbed, um, you know, all types of things because it, the roots, you know, go so deep. Um, but, you know, we're not even talking about it barely, you know what I mean? Like, there's nobody, like, especially here in America, like, you know, you talk about hemp creep for homes, right? Like, you know, they, they putting up these cheap houses, you drive down the, you know, highway and see these cheap houses. And you're talking about putting up hempcrete and it's not going to burn. Um, you know, you're talking about just food that comes from hemp, you know, the seeds, the oil. You know, there's just so many properties. I mean, over 55,000 uses of hemp, you know, for industrial uses. You know what I mean? And it's not like we weren't using it before. You know what I mean? So That's why it's a secret. <laughs> That's why it's the big secret. I mean, in, in New York State, I remember there was a transition about five years ago where I started hearing that much of these farmers were they, you know, you know how Babylon is. They kind of let specific people know because all of a sudden they're like, man, you know, these people are growing hemp all of a sudden, right? Mm -hmm. Like the farmers transitioned to from right. their dairy farm to these hemp farms and they're kind of waiting. Well, all of a sudden, just about yeah, actually two days ago, since New York State legalization, they now allowed the recreation, I'm sorry, the licensing of hemp growing. Now, mm -hmm. people are like, oh, that's good. But no, because of the situation, you look into the, the you know, the logistics of it, you have to have a huge facility. You have to have you have to be growing almost 500 plants. You got to be. So that's when you come into the property ownership of yourself. Right. And then, then going against that system and saying, no, you better fight for the people because not everybody's going to be able to afford some huge ass right. facility to be able to grow hemp. What if I want to be able to grow my 20 hemp plants? Right. It's going to be able to, you know. We need more cooperatives. Need exactly. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the thing about like oh, here in Ohio, so we passed hemp uh, growing probably like four years ago and the license for hemp growing is only like 600 bucks but to grow cannabis to cultivate cannabis is like 20k you know what i mean so like you could grow hemp all you want to but uh you know obviously if you're growing hemp you almost got to be vertically integrated right you got to grow you got to cultivate process uh manufacture and distribute because the the supply chain just really isn't there you know what i mean so and you probably got to be white to do it. I need to mention that. <laughs> oh, for sure. I mean, well, yeah, I think you got to have I'm land. I'm about to say yeah. that shit here. Don't forget. You can say that here. <laughs> you can say that shit here. He's outnumbered. <laughs> that's why I fucking said it. <laughs> no. But yeah, I mean, I mean, I think that's just a given. You know what I mean? Like, when you look at, so I study history. I study, uh, when I moved to Ohio, I really started to study, like, the state's history. Because if you're living somewhere, you should understand how that state was formed and everything. So Ohio was a free state still using slave labor. You know what I mean? Because it's bordered by slave state. You know what I mean? So yeah, you had some people that were free, but you had a lot of slave labor building. And the city I'm living in is named after the chief colonizer, Columbus, right? So they still got statues of this man up outside the state house. And you got 11 million people that live in Ohio. And Columbus, I mean, it's heavy populated with African-Americans and Africans. Um, so, you know, for me, it's like, yo, y'all not even understanding what's really going on here. You got this man. First of all, the city's named after him. Then you got they had a big statue named after him after the George Floyd thing happened. They got that it got taken down. I tweeted about it. I don't know if my tweet, you know, went crazy. My wife's a news anchor, too. So people follow me. I don't know. Like, I'm I'm like. You know, I'm a stay-at-home dad, and I, I just do do my shit, you know, but I let her do her thing. But 
you know, like, so people follow me, people are paying attention. Obviously I'm still a football player or whatever. Um, but I tweeted about it. I was like, yo, if that statue's not taken down, the whole city need to be on fire. People got mad at me. The shit was taken down two weeks later. And it's a huge statue. It's up in front of the city hall. So then there's another one right next to the state capitol. And so this is where all of our laws, legislation is being passed. And they have a statue of this man just chilling like he's the founder of this, you know, this new world. And I'm like, yeah, this shit. all the way. I'm like, this shit is a blatant lie right in your face. You know what I mean? And nobody's saying anything about it. Like, nobody's like, we should be protesting every day until that shit get taken down. But, you know, we only protest when a black man gets shot, you know. And by the way, there's been like four black men that got shot by the police here in Columbus, Ohio in the last few years that have all kind of been swept under the rug, shot in the back, most of them. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's, and it's the middle of the country. You know what I mean? So a lot of shit just gets, Skirted under the rug, man. That whole Jeffrey Epstein shit came through Ohio. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's it's a lot of shit, man. And, you know, at the end of the day, Ohio's one of the most powerful countries in the state. Most of, most presidents have been found from Ohio. Um, Ohio had the most people at the January 6th insurrection. Columbus did. You know what I mean? So, you, you know, stay out here, man. <laughs> and if you and if you don't pay attention to the numbers, the facts, Ohio State is a multi-billion-dollar football program. It is. It, is. it runs the state. They have yeah. the biggest hospital in the state. That's not because that's not because of the school. It's because of Ohio State's football program. Absolutely, hundred percent. You got free labor, billions, billions of dollars of free labor. Free labor and, athletes. You know, you you got, got all in trouble the, for it, having little small cars and shit. Mean now you get. Jerseys, they were selling, selling rings, rings, everything. Shoes, you got cats starving. Yeah, starving. Can't eat. If you, if you got a free meal from somebody, you get in trouble. Yeah, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna make about twenty million dollars off you this year. Yeah, easy. You know what I mean? And it's crazy. You know, you think a hundred, a hundred thousand feet, hundred ten thousand people in the stadium, and you know every. Ohio's pretty much like a poverty state. Like it's it's high labor, so manufacturing jobs. You're getting more into the tech world, but you still got high, heavy labor, uh, farming, so industrial. So these people aren't like the brightest people. You know what I mean? And it's not saying like anything wrong, but it's just like football is a poverty sport. And I come from poverty, so I know like all of my rich white friends' parents is like, no, Johnny's not playing fucking football because he's going to fucking die. And we got to keep his brain intact. Because we know your brain is going to make you way more money, you know what I mean, over the course of your life. You know what I mean? I coached at an all-white high school a few years ago. We had trouble getting players out there because they're smaller kids. Mom is small. Dad is small. They're not playing football. They go get fucked up. You know what I mean? So once you start to put – Yeah, you start putting some of these things together, you're like – yeah, talk around their fucking dinner table. That's why they gotta gather up their guns and fucking grab their balls and fucking wave yeah. their flags and yell and scream and yeah. fucking complain. Oh, yeah. You know, if one small thing inconveniences them, they gotta just freak the fuck out. Yeah, it's, oh. it's wild as fuck. Yeah, I, mean, I, mean, I, 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 I went to private school and shit, man. So, like, I know the game, man. You know what I mean? It's not much you could really. In the middle of D.C. at that, you know, and both of my parents have worked for the federal government, you know what I mean? So I know the game. Like, this shit is, you know what I mean? It's the game, literally.
play it. You got to play it like play a Monopoly. Yeah, yeah you know. Nasty. So, you know, get a few LLCs and you'll be all right. Mm-hmm. Talk about that's it. What, that's what we're not taught to do, you know, especially in our culture. You know, we're giving away everything. Instead of buying a pair of Jordans, go buy you an LLC. You know what I mean? Like, go protect yourself. Instead you of know? a chain, instead of a chain, go buy some acres. You know? You know, we got to learn. You know, it's the little things, man. You know, because... Yeah. You know, like now everybody knows shit and it's like, well, we can't really do too much anymore. Now people are like, oh, what do I do with my money? How do I, I invest my money? And it's like, well, shit, if you go to the hood, you're going to find a hell of a lot of ideas and shit that's not being invested in. You know what I mean? But we don't we don't know how to get to the Nobody ever like all these fucking rich ass white guys. They are. They're always looking somewhere else to cover their shit, to hide their shit, to hide the shit yeah, yeah. that's going on at home. They gotta fucking hide this, hide it. You know what I mean? They gotta yeah. make a big fucking noise and somebody else. That's what mm-hmm. they. That's what they're doing right fucking now. I'm in Africa while they're fucking complaining about the Ukraine. You right. know what I mean? What fuck yeah, is that's that? What they, yeah, exactly. We're not even letting it. Over here. <laughs> yeah. Bomb, bomb over here. Market over here. We're bombing this shit out of Ethiopia. Yeah, I mean, I was actually uh, listening to some research and they were talking about how Ukraine and, you know, obviously like Israel and all that stuff is connected. You know, you're talking about Jews, like who's got all the money in America right now and real estate and entertainment, you know, running a lot of shit. You know, it's the Jewish community, you know what I mean? And when you look at how they maneuver, they'll use nonprofits and different entities to try to fund other things. But when it comes to the actual being a face and coming out and, you know, showing love and, you know, truth, it hasn't happened. You know what I mean? And we know what the only way that can be balanced and truth is to show facts. And so a lot of what we do, you know, uh, in our culture is a manipulation of the facts. You know what I mean? Like I went to Catholic school, so you're not going to tell me. We, I'm looking at white Jesus with blue eyes and long blonde hair mm-hmm. in church. And we're not going to talk about this. Like, we're not going to have no discussion about this. Like, we just, that's going on around the world. Yes. You know what I mean? And so me as a little black boy who wasn't, you know, I was born Christian in Baptist churches. So predominantly black churches. So I could go to all black church and I'm the devil for smoking weed, but then I go to a white church and my white homies could do whatever the fuck they want. They can be talking about porn, sex, finger popping bitches. And we got white Jesus up there and the preacher or the priest is getting drunk because he's drinking the whole glass of wine, the whole cylinder of wine. You can't have a, 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 a mate. I'm just like, yo, this shit does not make sense. Like none of this shit makes sense. But, you know, we're continuously saying, oh, this is the truth. This is facts. This is how we live. And for me, at 32 years old, I'm just like, nah, y'all can't keep telling me and selling me this lie when I know, you know, because I'm conscious and I'm awake. I read, I study. And my granddad died poor. My, his dad died poor in the same country we've been born in. You know what I mean? But I could watch all these people just gain riches and riches and riches, do no wrong. You know, so for me, like the whole Ukraine and Russia shit, I'm like, I don't even care about it, really, because what's going on here in America? You know what I mean? They've been bombing us forever. So, you know, 
That's very true. That's what I meant by they're trying to fucking point at shit and cover it up while they're hiding their bullshit. They're at home. Their shit's at home and it stinks. They know it stinks, so they're pointing somewhere else. Fucking right. I mean, we got to speak up, though, you know. Nazism was born in Europe, but it was refined in North America on Turtle Island. That's where it was refined. Now they're reusing that over there. And like yeah. looking into Poland, we see that their all officials the, all these same fucking white guys up there drinking and getting hammered in the front of the church. They're the same guys that don't even give a shit that they're standing on top of a fucking burial ground or some shit like that. You know what I mean? Like a mass grave site and shit. Uh, don't even bother. Them. But they yeah, but that's what we that's what that's that's what's yeah. sold in America. You know? you know, it's sold that you don't have to be intelligent. You could be white. You could be a white guy and just stand on your principles. Stand on your Bullshit high school education, living in a small community, a small town. You can become a police officer. You can become a sheriff. You can become a military guy. You can become all these different hero quality people and never be exposed to the masses. You know what I mean? Because that's what I learned out here in Ohio. Like, you got your major cities, but the shit is blocked the fuck off. We don't have mass transit. You know what I mean? So if I live in the city of Columbus and I don't have a car, like I'm not getting 20, 30 miles outside the city. But once you get 20, 30 miles outside the city, I mean, you got cornfields, you got all these little industrial towns where you know these motherfuckers ain't getting out. You know what I mean? Like it's all backwoods, country, like they going hunting. Like the kids here get out of school for hunting. You know what I mean? In Ohio, you know, so you know it's country. Um, And so once you like, and I was in school in Appalachia. So right across the border from West Virginia uh, was my school in the middle of the hills, sticks, you know. Uh, our town was like 3,000, maybe three, 5,000 people. Then school comes in session, and it's like 30,000. Um, and so it's a lot of towns like that here in Ohio, but these people be ducked the fuck off. Like there was one day when Trump got, when Trump got, Trump got COVID, they did a rally around the main highway on both sides was all like Trump supporters and they pick up trucks and uh, 18 wheelers. I I'm, I don't get scared by much. I don't fear much. I was scared that day. Cause I was like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. And I was just trying to go get some weed. Like I was just trying to go to the dispensary. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I was like, I don't want no problems. And nobody told me, you know what I mean? Like I, my wife's on the news, but I really don't pay attention to news like that. But nobody told me there was a fucking caravan going on a Trump motherfuckers. And so they was on both sides of the highway and they rode around the whole highway for like half the day. And I was like, yo, these motherfuckers are crazy. And it was all because he had got COVID or some dumb shit. You know what I mean? So, you know, I just, you know, it's just some dumb shit, man. Like, and most of the people pop and poor, like if you poor and you're not a part of the 1%, I don't know what you complaining about. Like if you're not on my team, like you're not a part of the 1%, they fucking you over. Like Trump is not your friend. Like, (laughs) like and that's what i don't understand the allegiance of like the poor white folks is like yo y'all on y'all on government assistance too like what are you talking about they don't section a housing like it's more of them than it is us it only make up african americans only make up 15 percent of the population you know what i mean so we not the bulk of people off on uh government assistance section eight food stamps but we don't talk about that we got to talk about the numbers once you get down to the numbers you like, oh, shit. And our production, like what we produce. Like, you ain't got the NFL if you ain't got us. You ain't got the NBA if you ain't got us. You ain't got a lot of shit. You ain't got us. And so to keep just being like, oh, y'all dumb, y'all ignorant, our music sells more than everybody's music. 
hip hop sells more than everybody. You know, so you can call it crazy all you want to. You call it, you know, you know, they just murder and shooting. But when you think about the art form of it, blowing everybody out the water. And so, you know, again, it's the narrative. It's the media. You know, I understand media. That's fucking like black culture is the backbone of modern music. An old white guy got just fucking pissed at me. <laughs> that was that was some pretty funny shit that happened. It was section man. Yeah, I was like, man, you don't even fucking know. You know that's that's <laughs> a problem. They don't even know. Like they don't know who founded rock and roll. Yeah. Who founded Ready? blues? <laughs> who founded jazz? Like all the shit. Like you know, and we've always been entertainers, and that's why like I really got away from being an entertainer, right? Because that's the one thing that we've been allowed to do uh, in America is be entertainers. When you were when we were slaves, you got to entertain. Like you got to shuck and jive, you got to sing, you got to dance, you got to do all the dumb shit. There's no difference between the NFL and NBA. We're doing the same thing. Most black people can't afford a ticket to a game. You know what I mean? Like when you when you think about like a or a floor seat the average african-american family cannot afford one of those tickets but all those players is black you know college same thing most college parents can't even afford to go to their kids games my parents had money and still couldn't afford to go to most of my games yeah i mean so you know we gotta think just because they put you in position doesn't mean like that position is reality or truth you know what i mean like we're just getting there like in the last 40 50 years like well you know my school was founded in 1804 during 1804, the black codes were happening. Black people weren't allowed to go to college. Fast forward to when I got recruited in 2008, we still only had 400 black students out of 30,000 students and 100 of us was on the football team. So when you think about how that shit stacks up, it don't really match up. You know what I mean? It don't, I didn't have no black teachers. I think I might've had one or two. We had a black uh, president though. Um, Ohio State, same thing. Ohio State has 60,000 students, 5,000 black students. 100 of them on the basketball, or 100 of them on the football team. You know what I mean? Making all that money, billions of dollars. Making Nike, billions of dollars. You know, making the whole city of Columbus, billions of dollars, because you talk, you're talking about bars, you're talking about t-shirt companies, um, you talk about all, you know, the restaurants, everything. I mean, Urban Meyer, Opened two bars after he finished coaching here in Ohio State. Two. What? <coughs> so, you know, you, once you, you know, I'm all about empowering the culture. You know, you got to empower the players. Uh, these athletes need to be empowered middle school, high school, you know, especially with the whole NIL thing. I'd have been making money in high school. You know what I mean? Like easy, you know, but. I was actually, I was a signed model and actor and I got cast to be in The Wire my freshman, sophomore year. And I declined it because I didn't want to get the tax for, you know, for, for potentially uh, being NCAA ineligible because I received funds for being, you know, a talent, you know what I mean? And so, um, you know, there's all types of stuff, man, like they've been getting over on us for, you know what I mean? Like, and college is outdated. You know, YouTube University all day. You know, <laughs> I've learned more on YouTube, <laughs> you know, and, and reading. And, yeah, I mean, you can watch Harvard lectures on YouTube. Like, yeah, if exactly. I'm not about to pay to go to Harvard. I got friends. I got two homegirls. That, I've got a few homies that have graduated from Harvard. And kudos. But 
I would rather sit in my, you know, my office in YouTube University and watch Venture Capital for five hours from Harvard, Princeton, you know, Wharton. It's the same thing. What's the difference between me being in this in the seat and me being at home? It's thousands of dollars. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. And I don't, don't got to take the test. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But, you know, like all that stuff is like it's been manipulated for us to think like, you know, I got my degree and I, you know, I work in my degree field, but it's really not helping me, you know. We got to keep collaborating, though. That's what I love, man. I love the, the, the collaboration. <laughs> You know, yeah, I got a couple homies in, in the definitely. UK. Yeah, for sure. Like I said, we got uh, the CME network is definitely worldwide. So we got some people in Germany. Big shout out to our people over there listening and uh, vibing and a lot of good people be reposting and things like that. So we, we, we'll keep on building the army. That's what it is, man. And, um, That's what it's all getting, about, getting baby. The, the, the awareness out. And like I said, yeah, I want to appreciate you for coming on because... I like to say, I just love just letting you flow with it. You know what I mean? Because you, to me, you got that. We have it's what it's what we have that that AK. You know what I mean? Of knowledge mm-hmm. and consciousness and what we want to do and that relentlessness right. of what we need to oh, do. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like me and you, and we talked about this. Me and him have a very, 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 very similar upbringing. I mean, down right. to the core, down to where we were, down to going to the black church, going to going to school and, and yeah the, the white jesus in private school that was my christian private school and, and yeah we, we we built and going to confederate flag in my high school when they were Williamsville south that was their emblem until i got there and then we changed it but it was still there we have been through so much so yeah i appreciate you coming on and i think that yeah we're going to collaborate way more this is something uh you know especially with the geo network we're going to definitely look into collaborating with that with the, the i mean that's literally again the sovereignty program For out sure. there in time you guys are starting. It's it's right there. So thank you very much for coming on, man. I really appreciate you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, we'll definitely uh, have y'all, you know, because we're looking to find educators too, you know, to help us support that mm-hmm. mission of Geo. Uh, you know, because we're we're learning. You know, I'm I'm a I'm a newbie, right? You know, I don't have a problem learning and growing, uh, but I know it's a lot of us uh, that need to learn this information, man, and and learn that we could grow our own food. You know what I mean, like. That's right. Um, you know, and the power, the healing powers that come with that, right? Like the mental, you know, clarity that comes with just being in the garden. Um, you know, that's how, that's been one of the best things that I could have did, did all COVID was, you know, be in the garden. You know what I mean? Because it just helped me with my mind. You know, obviously life is happening. So much is going on. But being in that soil, being out there fellowshipping with, you know, different people that look like me, uh, you know, it just felt right. You know, it just feels right. So. Um, you know, and I want to give that to everybody. You know, I think we all deserve it. We all need it. Uh, and it's just the basics of life, man. You know, it's, it's life That's in right. general. That's right. Thank you so much for coming on. It was such a good time. Yeah. And like Tracy said, yeah, it's nice just letting you go because yeah. you covered everything. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> fucking love it. I hope you come come on again soon. You know, would love oh, to yeah, have another time. conversation with you. Been here almost an hour. Um, but yeah, so it's been awesome. And uh, uh, thanks again for coming. Appreciate y'all, man. Awesome. Yeah, that was fucking great. I loved it. I appreciate it, man.
right in line with everything, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so we, we got, uh, we've been working on fucking packaging for like three weeks. Um, but we finally got it together. The coffee is ready. It's going to yeah, be done for sale fucking next month or next week. Oh, we got awesome. the packages right here. Fuck yeah, no. Boom. Look at that shit. When you do it yourself, it takes a bit of time. It does. Well, yeah, it's a process, right? We had stuff before, but... Get that shit in the medicine. Jackass. I thought he knew what he was doing. And, uh, but yeah, we don't have that guy around anymore. So we got the Hiawatha Bold. We got the Peacemaker Mild. We got a whole thing on the back. We got even got a QR code. It takes you and you can, uh, you know, just scan that. It'll take you right to the story for everything, so... Yeah, those are gonna go on sale next week. They're gonna go online in the uh, CME shop. Make sure, you get there. Make sure you get one of the hoodies too, because if you grab one of them hoodies, um, your game is gonna go into a draw, and you're gonna get some of this fucking this, <laughs> some of that shit. That stuff's pretty neat. That's right. And if you if you are not in Canada, Canada. And you happen to win, then I'll send you some of this other coffee or some merch. So there's all that. You can get it on thecredibomohawk.com slash shop. Pre-order those hoodies until March 11th. Treasy, where can you get everything for you? You got some articles going up. You got some blog posts going up. Yeah, appreciate that, man. Just go treasy.com. Yeah, I got a couple blog posts coming up, and I'm still going to keep on going. Um, so yeah, just get some education out, and yeah, look out for that. You know, it's coming up soon, man. March 26th, got some new music coming out, and some old, some new shit, some new mixtapes, and so. But yeah, keep on. I got a lot of love, a lot of good feedback from uh, some good people about the post, so I appreciate the love. And, uh, keep on going on, man. Keep on getting that education out, just letting it flow, letting the pen speak. So appreciate it. Beautiful. Go Cotreasy.com, GrabberMohawk.com. Make sure you follow us all up on Instagram. And uh, that's Red Truth and White Lies for today. The reality of Turtle Island. Everybody stay high.